Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to this episode of the Magnetic Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, sex, love, and relationship expert for high-achieving women, leaders, influencers, and visionaries. I help you tap into your feminine power, really own your natural sexiness, and create epic and passionate partnerships. So in today's episode, I am so excited to talk about one of my favorite concepts, the Madonna whore paradigm. So you may be familiar with this and you may not be familiar with this, but one of the reasons why I love this concept so much is because it has been such a part of my own personal journey. So just to give you a little bit of an idea of the Madonna whore paradigm, it really goes back to Judeo-Christian religions. And it is this concept, this construct that a woman is either virginal, pure, good, moral, or a whore, a slut, dirty, and bring shame upon herself and her family. So we see this played out in Christian in Christianity with the Virgin Mary and then Mary Magdalene, which let's be real, in the 60s, the Catholic Church came out and said, yeah, I know we said that she was a prostitute, but she really wasn't. Yet that is still really much this archetype that she's kind of put in or put under, right? So again, it is that women are one or the other, good and virginal or bad and sexual. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because I really believe that this Madonna whore paradigm, this construct is so pervasive for us as women and we have internalized it so deeply without even realizing it. And it spans so much farther than just morality and sexuality and really spans into how we see ourselves as women in this world and really how we gauge our sense of worth and worthiness. So I personally grew up Catholic. I do not identify as Catholic anymore. I went through 10 years of Catholic school. um, And I don't consider myself part of any organized religion. I consider myself very spiritual. And so for me, a huge part of my own spiritual journey was my connection to my journey with my liberation of my sexuality, my sexual power, right? My connection to my, my feminine, my sensuality, my sexual essence. And when I started to really go on this journey, when I first took Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts Mastery Program back in 2013, people. So we're talking almost eight years here that I have been so deeply immersed in this work. I really had this very strong Madonna horror paradigm going on inside of me. I remember growing up in high school and in college, while yes, having like desire and maybe wanting to have sex or be intimate with my boyfriend or guys that I liked, I was so deeply terrified of what that would mean about me if I would lose their respect, if I would lose their uh, lose the ability to be loved. And 
I just remember um, when I did attend Catholic high school, which was only for two years, we had a quote unquote sexual education talk, which obviously was abstinence only. And I remember it so clearly. We're all in this auditorium, all these young women, and they're like, okay, can we have like, you know, five or seven volunteers or whatever to come up on stage? And so these girls go up on stage and they get into a single file line. And the person who's giving this abstinence only um, talk pulls out a piece of packaging tape, right? So they cut the piece of packaging tape and they stick it to the first girl. And they're like, this is what happens when you have sex for the first time. You and your partner are like, you're stuck together. You have this deep connection. Then they pull the packaging tape off the first person and they stick it to the next person. They're like, see, it doesn't stick as well to the next person. And on and on down the line till they got to like the seventh or 10th girl. And then obviously the packaging tape didn't even stick to her shirt. It just fell off. And, it, and the message was the more you have sex or the more people that you have sex with, the less likely there is to be a connection, but subtone, the less likely you are to be loved. And that message, that concept, again, it is so pervasive in our culture, in our societal construct. And I see this play out for so many women who, especially if you are an entrepreneur or you are a high achiever, there's this fear that you can't be this powerful woman and be centrally alive and be very sexy and be very embodied, right? Especially if you work in like the corporate America or if you work in corporations. And then if you are a woman who has children, there very much is this inner dissonance and inner disconnect of you being a mother, but also still being like a sexual woman. And then that just continues, especially as you get older, right? This idea that we lose our libido, which I'll talk a little bit about today. We lose our libido. We lose our um, ability to be like embodied and, and sexy and sensual and sexy, right? So when I was getting ready for this podcast, I decided to look up the definition of virgin because I also believe that virginity is a construct um, because typically virginity or virgin is is used to refer to someone who has not had sexual intercourse, right? And typically that's been used to describe sexual intercourse in terms of heterosexual intercourse. So penis penetrating the pussy, right? But now where people are gender non-conforming, where, you know, the, and to me, it's like this term doesn't, if that is the quote unquote definition, then what about young girls who are lesbians or queer and, and will never have a penis penetrating them, right? So that's, I think, a whole other episode. But when I was looking up the word virginity, it says, and this is just on Wikipedia, right? So virginity is the state of a person who has never engaged in sexual intercourse. There are cultural and religious traditions, here we go, that place special value and significance on this state, predominantly towards unmarried females associated with the notion of personal purity, honor, and worth. 
Let that sink in for you for a moment. Your, for thousands of years, right? Since really the onset of this patriarchal tradition where land, money, and power is passed down only through men, and women were basically bought and sold into marriages and used as pawns in this power game, um, your worth was determined by how pure slash sexually inexperienced you were. And whether or not you realize it, whether you identify as religious or not, again, this Madonna whore paradigm, it goes so much deeper because what it really says is that you as a woman are one thing. You're not all things. And in order for you to strive to be wanted, desired, respected, to have a sense of worth, you have to try to be this perfect state or status, which has no desires, which is not embodied, which is not sensual, which is not connected to your power. And yet at the same time, be sexually available for your husband. And again, these messages that we get, that we've received our entire lives, whether they be religious, but they are also so very much social. They're so very much cultural. They're so very much ingrained into things that we don't even realize, right? And so this was one of the most challenging things for me to overcome because growing up, of course, I wanted to be good. I wanted to be moral. I wanted to be someone that another person would love and wanted to love and respect it. And yet the messaging, especially for my upbringing in Catholic school was in order to be that, in order to be worthy of love, you have to be pure. And pure meant, right, not sexually experienced, not in your body, not having desires or lust or passion in any way. And the older I got, the more conflicted it became for me. And it was like, who or what do I turn to, to be this like mentor or to show me what it would look like to be a woman that I looked up to and respected and aspired to be, you know? And I think that you don't have to look very far to see how this paradigm and construct is impacting you. So if you have yet to do work around repairing your relationship to your feminine, repairing your relationship to your sensuality and your sexual power, if you've yet to do that work, chances are this paradigm is at play, right? And it's at play in the larger context of female pleasure not being part of sexual education, of women and young girls not being encouraged to explore their bodies, explore what turns them on, explore what brings them pleasure. You know, I um, was reflecting earlier this week as I was talking about libido and, and that there again, right? This whole idea that women have a lower libido than men is a fucking lie. Biologically, women do not have a lower libido than men. 
We have been conditioned and programmed for thousands of years to believe sexual desire, sexuality, being embodied is wrong and makes us less valuable. So if that is what we're getting bombarded with all of the time, why would we want to own our sexual desires if the subtext and sub-messaging for thousands of years has been, if you do that, you're less valuable. If you do that, you won't have, like, you won't be okay because you won't secure a marriage. You won't then have money, food, clothing, shelter. You'll be outcast. You'll be looked down upon. You'll be, you'll bring shame to you and your entire family. So as I, you know, have been reflecting upon this, I was thinking about a woman who I spoke with, this was probably like two years ago, maybe. And this woman, I want to say she's in her late twenties, maybe early thirties. And she had had, I believe two kids at this point. And so she and I are having a conversation at like an event and I didn't know her like personally. And she goes, you know, I really have like no libido anymore after having two kids. And again, she was she couldn't have been older than like 32. And I was like, yeah, I mean that, you know, that happened. You have two kids, your body's changed, your hormones, blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, I went to my doctor and I told them and they're like, yeah, this is just how it is. Like this, this is what it is for you for the rest of your life. I almost started crying for her because not only is that not true at all, but again, that is this pervasive idea that we as women are one or the other you're a mother or you're sexually empowered right and like if you're sexually empowered you're sexually empowered to a point but just enough to still keep you like acceptable and with societal norms and you know desired by a quote-unquote good partner or whatever and so I believe, well, one, I don't believe in this idea of like a quote, low libido because low compared to what, right? And, and I saw something the other day that was like, women don't, um, women's, what was it? Like women's orgasms aren't more difficult. Our bodies are just more complicated. And I was like, no, more complicated compared to what? Compared to the male body? Like we're still using this as the fucking gold standard. We have different bodies. Like the female body is not more complicated, right? More complicated compared to what? Yeah, okay, multiplication is more complicated than what? Addition, but it's not more complicated than calculus and it's the basis. Like that might not have even been a good example, but you get what I'm saying here, people. Like, so for me, when I hear women who are like, well, I just have a low libido or I just like, don't really get turned on or like, I don't want sex that much. And they just throw up their hands and resign to that being that because, because underneath it, there is this fear that if you are sexually empowered, if you are embodied, if you're essentially alive and turned on, you are less valuable, right? So it's like, why I might as well just stay here because this seems safer, but yet you yearn for more, you desire more. So when it comes to libido, here's the reality. Women have been conditioned to believe that we have a lower sex drive. And if you have a higher sex drive, there's a lot of social, religious, and cultural um, connotations that come along with that. 
in most couples and households, the majority of the child raising and household chores still falls to the woman. Yet we're also working full time and working in some ways harder than men and still making less money. Um, in terms of sexual education, if you had sexual education, female pleasure is not involved. It's basically like the female body goes through PMS, bleeds every month, and has babies. The male body gets turned on, orgasms, and that's what creates a baby, right? But female pleasure is not a conversation there. Most women have never been given the opportunity nor encouraged to explore their bodies, their turn on, their sensuality, their sexuality. And in fact, a lot of women, especially if they did begin to explore their bodies when they were younger, were shamed, criticized, and maybe even punished. Um, then you have, again, this whole cultural narrative that somehow our turn on is more complicated. It's some kind of fucking mystery that our bodies are more complex. Um, and we're taught that orgasm and pleasure, we're taught about it on the male body. We're not taught about it on the female body. Like, why don't we say, oh, the male body is way more lame, right? More lame than what? Than the female body. Our body is like so fucking awesome. We one, have the clitoris, which is 8,000 nerve endings of just pleasure, has no anatomical function. Our bodies are built to experience pleasure and pleasure and pleasure to come and come and come. We hold and create life in our bodies for around nine months, birth them, then feed this new human from our bodies. We bleed every month and we don't die. Like there are so many beautiful um, magical elements of the female body, yet it is typically seen through the lens of less than, more complicated, somehow like too much, too dirty, too bloody, too whatever. And that to me all also falls under this Madonna whore paradigm, right? That somehow men are above, somehow men and the masculine are the gold standard. And women not only are less than, but if you want to be of full value as a woman, if you want to be quote unquote good, you have to deny the, in a lot of ways, human part of who you are, your embodiment, your sensuality, your sexuality. And so again, for me, this was one of the biggest things that I had to overcome. And quite frankly, one thing that will still come up for me often is the fear of being shamed, the fear of being too much, the fear of being um, too sexy and what that will, what others will think about me or what they might um, say to me. And this is exactly why I created my new program called Shamelessly Sexy. And we actually start in a few days. The information is in the info for this podcast because I really believe that under so much of what is holding women back from owning your sexiness, feeling so unshakably confident in and out of the bedroom, unhooking your worth from anything outside of yourself, is this shame, is this deeper Madonna core programming and paradigm. And so in Shamelessly Sexy, it's an eight-week course, and I have four content modules, four live Q&A calls, and the live Q&A calls are an incredible space and opportunity for you to get laser coaching from me. 
but in the content modules, I walk you through how to move outside of this paradigm, how to really begin to identify it in your life and move outside of it, how to really begin to repair your relationship to your feminine power, your feminine essence, and awaken your sexual energy, your sexual essence, really open up your orgasmic potential. I think the, the truth is that most women realize that you're sexually stunted and you're sexually stunted, not because you've done anything wrong, but because the culture, society, religion, families, school, you name it, has not given you the tools to be sexually thriving in your life. And so you're sitting there and you're like, you feel like there has to be more available. There has to be more than this but you don't know how to get it. And then there's this shame and embarrassment and worry that when you begin to look at this, you might find out that something's wrong with you or that you are in fact less than, that you are in fact not enough. And this is why Shamelessly Sexy is built as a group program and a course because I create such a safe, non-judgmental space for you to begin to explore this stuff with inside of yourself and a safe, non-judgmental space with other women that really heals and nourishes on a very, very deep level. So the truth is one next step for you, aside from obviously joining Shamelessly Sexy, which is going to be the best decision you've made in 2020, let's be real, is to begin to look at where are you looking at where are you feeling like you have to choose between two things in your life? Like either being a mom or being sensually alive and sexually empowered, either being powerful in your business, in your career, or being flirtatious and feminine and free and fun and, you know, embodied. Where are you thinking that in order to be respected, you have to shrink down, right? And so you'll start to notice how this paradigm, this, basically the Madonna Whore paradigm to me is this cage that was constructed to keep women from their power, right? So if we're all in a cage where we can't access the key to liberate ourselves, then, you know, we're just going to hang out there and basically do whatever the person outside of the cage wants us to do in order to be fed, to have our needs met. And I say this time and time and time again, so you, I'm sure you'll hear, hear, hear me say it often. If our sexual empowerment was not truly the key and basis to our personal empowerment as women. Why do you think the patriarchy has spent at least 3,500 years, billions of dollars in propaganda and conditioning to keep us from connecting to it, right? And also really begin to look at how are you trying to be quote unquote good, quote unquote enough, quote unquote like deserving and attaching that to what you do or what you don't do, right? So 
really the the journey of the magnetic woman, the journey of a woman into her sexual empowerment is to move from the paradigm of doing to get. So doing enough to get praise, appreciation, stamp of approval, not doing in a way, not doing sexual liberation for yourself in order to get respect or seen as good and valuable and moving into a space of being to attract. So allowing yourself to be the fullest expression of yourself, knowing that that is worthy, that you alone are worthy, that you don't have to do anything, that you don't have to fix anything. You don't have to heal anything in order to be worthy. You are inherently worthy to attract in what you want, to attract in your desires, to attract in your partner, to attract in um, magic and and fun and pleasure. And again, I think I, I have seen this Madonna whore paradigm, this construct, this cage, if you will, play out in so many ways for so many powerful women and just begin to notice it just begin to notice how a woman's quote-unquote value is connected to or assigned to her being quote-unquote good or fitting within societal norms and then think about what are those societal norms right like for the last almost 3,500 years, the most a woman could hope for and desire is a good marriage, a marriage that allowed her to have money and maybe some influence, but typically influence through her husband. And so in order to secure good marriages, you had to play by societal rules. You had to play by cultural and religious constructs, which said that your value as a woman is dependent on your lack of sexual experience. And just looking at how that belief of your goodness, your value, your worth is assigned to you not being sexually empowered, you not being sensually alive, you not being fully embodied. So if you're really ready to dive into some deeper work around this, I would highly encourage you to join Shamelessly Sexy. So I'm running this course live and it will be the lowest price point that it will ever be right now. Um, We start on Tuesday and if you have any questions you can email me um, or send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and I would love it if you left a review. Um, And if you have any questions, please let me know. I'll see you guys next week.